0: All right, and we are live. Welcome, everybody, to me trying out something new on the channel. Uh, If you guys are new to this channel, I put out videos pretty much every single day, 8 a.m. And I figured that I'm going to try this out, see if you guys enjoy it, see if you guys like it. And this is going to be me talking about the current day news, stuff that has come out today in about a 30-minute to one-hour live stream. Not sure if I'm going to be doing it every single day. But I want to try it out and see if this is something that you guys will be into. I know if, you, if you've if you been watching my channel for a while, you pretty much expect a video every day, 8 a.m., generally talking about the news from the previous day. And there's always stuff that comes out in the current day that I would love to go over. So I figured, why don't I just do a live stream? Maybe it'll turn to very often. Maybe it'll turn to an everyday thing. But really, I just want to try this out, see if you guys, is this is something you're interested in. And uh continuing to to try out new things on the channel and bring you the latest news but welcome everyone to the chat what's up G. Fed jake what's up rachie happy halloween happy stream first stream i guess of this and um there's a lot to get into like i said this is going to be about a 30 minute to an hour live stream it, depending how much stuff there's to talk about but there is a lot of things i want to go over here and lots of i feel like it's phil spencer's media rounds it's phil spencer's media tour right now he's been on a lot of streams and providing us with a lot of information and uh yeah let's jump into it right away because if you get if you guys are listening on the drive home or whatever you're listening uh at the end of your day we'll just go over all the stuff that's been over gone over today in terms of the news and uh jump right into it so phil spencer like i said He's been on a lot of podcasts recently, a lot of stuff that he's been talking about. And um, we're getting a lot more information about Xbox, where his head is, what he's thinking about, whether this is in terms of the Activision Blizzard deal or in terms of Xbox's first party games or in terms of Xbox's future. So here's the first article published today, October 31st, 2022. Phil Spencer acknowledges it's been too long since Xbox's last big first party game. So obviously we know 2022 has been a, down year for Xbox first-party games, right? They haven't put out anything. We have Pentiment coming out in about 15 days or so for now. I think it comes out November 15th. Very excited for that game, but that's a very small game from Obsidian with a small team, kind of a side project, one of the many projects that Obsidian has. But I'm really excited for Pentium. It's gonna be it's gonna be technically a first party Xbox game coming into Xbox Game Pass Day One. So they aren't gonna go all of 2022 without a first party game. You know one's gonna be able to say that before the end of the year. But he had an interview here with the I the same brain video cast as with I Justine. And he had some stuff to say in terms of first party and hearing the fans in their, I guess, discontent right now with the fact that Xbox hasn't delivered with any of their first party stuff uh, this year, haven't put out a game. He says here, one thing we've definitely heard loud and clear is it's been too long since we've shipped what people would say is a big first party game. And I'm trying to think the last game that they shipped would have been Halo Infinite, right? At the end of 2021, when they released the campaign in December, that was their last big game, but there was also Forza Horizon 5 before before that. But actually, I guess you could count Grounded's full 1.0 release as well as a big first-party game release. Although that game had been out for a while, people have already jumped in, and it's an incredible game. The, don't get me wrong. That's something, again, another Obsidian product, another Obsidian game. So really, Obsidian is carrying Xbox Game Studios right now in 2022, with just all of the great stuff that they are working on. The fact that they can work on so many different games and still get people excited and hyped for everything that's upcoming, like avowed. We saw that leaked screenshot, even though it's an older screenshot, looks really, really cool. So I guess we have Grounded and Pentiment in 2022 that we're going to be getting. But Phil Spencer has heard the complaints about right now, people waiting on more first-party content. And he goes over kind of the what's going on, where they are within the production schedule and all that type of stuff. He says here, we can have our excuses with COVID and other things, but in the end, I know people invest in our platform and they want to have great games. And that's the thing. I think the excuses right now, people are kind of tired of hearing about the excuses. Yes, the pandemic plays a large role in a lot of things being pushed back in terms of scheduling, in terms of being able to get stuff out on time, but we're getting into 2023 now. Most places around the world have slowly gone back to normal, And the excuses aren't really going to be able to be used anymore, or at least from a consumer's perspective, your your patience for excuses probably are getting less and less. He says here, we're excited about 2023. We've talked about games that are coming. Those games are tracking well, and we're out of what COVID did to the production schedule. And as an industry, we have fewer games this holiday than we've had in a while. When you just think about the launches, Call of Duty is coming. God of War is coming which is great. Nintendo's had a good year, but in general, I would say we've been a little light. So, I mean, Call of Duty's already out. That game, we'll talk about that later on, but it is tracking in terms of sales and everything just extremely well. Just extremely, extremely well. It's absolutely like selling like crazy, doing way better than Vanguard, but we'll go over that. And yes, God of War, that's going to be the big first party PlayStation game. They also had Horizon earlier this year. So whether you're a PlayStation fan or not, PlayStation has delivered in 2022 on bringing out first-party content. It's been a while since Horizon with God of War, but the hype is absolutely crazy. It's going to be dominating the headlines for the next month or so. They're pushing out their consoles with God of War on the cover, as well as Call of Duty on the PS5 case and everything. So they're, they're really, really going to be trying to dominate the holiday season very hard. And they're, they're probably going to have a great holiday season where Xbox is going to kind of try to wait until 2023 comes in terms of really pushing out and advertising all the first-party stuff that's coming. He says here, but I look at 2023 and there's a great lineup of games coming that I'm excited about. Getting our first real Xbox first-party games out of Bethesda, having them ship with Redfall and Starfield will be a lot of fun. So he confirms here that those games are coming in 2023. We do not have a date yet. There was an interesting... Twitter post by Bethesda today where they put out something about Fallout's twenty-fifth anniversary, but they put it in like that picture where you see most developers and companies where they generally announce delays. And I think everybody got extremely scared, but it was literally just like a nice announcement about Fallout's twenty-fifth anniversary. So those are still coming in twenty twenty three, uh, with unless something crazy happens and it doesn't make its way out. But again, we don't know the time frame. Right now we do know that. Um early 2023 is what Starfield is aiming for. Well, that got pushed to the end of the year yet to be foreseen. People are worried about 30 FPS. Uh, Todd Howard said that he likes 30 FPS in terms of a cinematic view, but I don't know if that's a confirmation that Starfield is going to be 30 FPS. Like I think there's still going to be a 60 FPS mode, but, We'll wait and see on that. If there isn't, a lot of people are going to be angry about that. But either way, I think it's still going to be an incredible game. Then he also goes on here to talk about PC. Now, one of the biggest things for me with PC Game Pass and console Game Pass is the parity between them. I think they should literally be the exact same. We're getting closer to that. We're We're going to be getting Age of Empires on console very soon. And I think that's a great thing. And I think Xbox needs to make sure that going forward, every PC release that they can at least definitely first party I mean third party stuff is a little bit harder to control because you can't really you're not going to say no to a developer who wants to put their game into PC Game Pass but doesn't want to develop a console version of the game most likely still going to take it but first party 100% needs to have parity in terms of having the same games on PC Game Pass as they do on console and they're definitely going that route especially with things like Age of Empires coming over to console which I'm very very excited to I'm probably going to be playing that game more because it is on console, just sitting back and, and jumping in with the uh, controller scheme, whatever they're going to be able to figure out for that. But Phil Spencer talks here about PC says a lot more work on PC and they are going to be launching a big update for the Xbox app in a few weeks. So we've already seen some updates with the DVR stuff coming out for your phone, where I believe now you're going to be able to actually cut clips, which is cool. I've seen on console, been playing a lot of call of duty, modern warfare and, and, Being able to cut clips is uh, through the console DVR app. I think that's new. I I don't remember being able to do that previously, but now you can go in and do it via the console and they're going to be bringing that over to the phone as well. So there's a lot of information here in this interview with iJustine and the Same Brain uh, videocast with Phil Spencer. And this is coming off of the Wall Street Journal interview that he had. So he's doing his media rounds and he's providing us a lot of information. And we're off of the heels of finding out the stuff here about the 159% increase year on year with PC subscriptions and how Xbox game pass is 10 to 15% of revenue. So we're not getting games but we're getting a lot of information, kind of what Xbox is going towards, what their business is going towards, how it's doing and all of that type of stuff. But like I said, there was a lot more stuff that he talked about. For example, he also talked about fable. So We'll listen to to what he says here. It's nothing too crazy, but he does mention that he is excited for Fable. He met Playground, who's now working on Fable. Got an update on that recently, which looks great. Such a good team. So he's excited about Fable. Got an update on that. It's looking great. I mean, what else is he going to say? Probably nothing if it wasn't looking great, but the fact that he's come out and said that knowing that this was going to get the rounds. Excited to see what they're going to be doing with Fable. Hopefully at this upcoming showcase in 2023 we get a deep dive into fable and and see more about it uh that's going to be really really cool uh what else do we have here he also talked about the next xbox this is another thing he said they're already asking their first party creators about what they wish they could do in their games today and what they aren't able to do and if and they're planning On how they will incorporate into the next silicon hardware and services going forward. So Xbox, this is not not anything unexpected. Generally, right when the new console releases, they're already looking ahead to the next generation of Xbox. And it's great that he's letting us know this because if you think about the Xbox One, Xbox did a great job in their future vision on fixing all the things that was wrong with the Xbox One and just giving us a great console generation so far. The Xbox Series S and X has been so good in terms of the actual hardware that we've gotten, in terms of the quality of life features with it, just how fast everything is. I wonder what they're going to be able to do to improve on the next generation of Xbox besides improving things that people have been asking for for a long time, like the DVR maybe. being increasing load times even more which i don't know how they're going to do because they're so extremely fast right now so there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff going forward i think next generation is going to be very interesting in terms of like how they're going to revolutionize the console space i don't know if it's going to stay stagnant. they're probably going to really put a lot more services within there obviously streaming is going to be bigger and game pass is going to be their main focus but i definitely hope they do bring out another xbox series x of some sort for the next generation of consoles just a powerful console at at home console that you download all of your games and you play those games natively without actually having to have the streaming or anything like that because people there's still obviously a huge market for that we're seeing that in this generation i think a lot of people would have expected by now the consoles would have been a thing of the past and it would have it would have been all streaming or anything that they didn't have to actually put all this direct hardware under your TV but it's definitely still needed I definitely still want it and it looks like they're still looking for more advice and ideas of what they can do for the next Xbox and then he also talks about being all in on the future of Xbox so we can listen to what he says here then I'll read it we're all in like it's, we're thinking about new hardware. We're thinking about new styles of games, new partnerships, new first party things that we can go do. We're also spending more time even thinking about mobile and like, what do we mean for mobile players? Cause we don't really mean anything for mobile players right now. Um, so it's just an exciting time. Like long. So there you go. All in on Xbox and they're thinking about new hardware new styles of games, new partnerships, new first party things that they can do and thinking about mobile. Now we know mobile is going to be the biggest thing for Xbox, especially after the Activision Blizzard deal in terms of where they're going to want to expand next. I don't think it's going to be the biggest thing that at Xbox ever, but they're going to need to expand out that side of their business to support their ecosystem, to support their subscription service going forward, which is a major reason why they bought Activision Blizzard. So that's that's what he's pretty much telling us here. So, But before... God, I just want to, oh, there we go. Before we continue here, I just want to say what's up to the chat. we got 63 people in here. If you're just jumping into the chat, um, this is going to be, I'm just trying this out, 4.30, 4 p.m. around this time, do a live stream, talk about the current day news, because generally, as you guys know, if, you're, if you've been watching this channel for a long time, videos come out every day around 8 a.m. Sometimes I have multiple videos, but I usually talk about the stuff that happened the day before. I wait for all the news cycle to go and then I give my, my opinions, my thoughts on, on the news that came out. I'm thinking, hey, there's current stuff that we that if there's a lot to talk about, let's just talk about the same day, 4, 4.30, people probably getting off work. Maybe they're they're driving home. Maybe, you know, whatever. You're, you're sitting down to relax and you want to just see what happened throughout the day for the gaming news and the Xbox news. So I'm trying this out. May turn into an everyday thing if you guys enjoy this or it may just be impromptu like this or I may select a couple of days. Still trying to figure it out. This is a growing community, growing channel, always trying to try new stuff out and provide you guys with some some awesome content. Also, I want to shout out here, Buck with the $5 super chat. Really appreciate that. He says here, appreciate your work. Live stream every now and then is a good idea. Yeah, I definitely. I enjoy live streaming and talking to you guys live. So this may be something I do more often. I'll probably put a poll or something on the community tab and maybe you guys let me know what you think about this style of thing. Um, going forward generally it will be, I'm not going to keep it like a super long stream. All the stuff that I'm saying right now won't be in feature streams because I'm explaining it, but probably like 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much news there is. Um, today there, there a decent amount of stuff with all the stuff that Phil Spencer has been talking about. So get that out of the way. Thank you guys for stopping by 64 viewers in here. We'll move on to the next topic here. We might as well just stay on the mobile gaming side of of um, Xbox. So Monday, there's news on Saturday and Sunday, which is what I will also cover on Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if I go live, it'll just be the current day stuff that came out that day. Uh, But we have this here and it has to do, again, Phil Spencer said, the future of Xbox is really going to be mobile, right? So Call of Duty Mobile and all of the stuff from King and that's what Xbox, I think, is keying in on with the Activision Blizzard acquisition. And not a lot of people like to compare PlayStation, like to compare Call of Duty, like to pretend like that is the main thing they're trying to do here, which is stomp out PlayStation, which is definitely not the case. The main thing they're trying to do here is grow their mobile side because everyone has a phone in their hands and they can just get into the homes of way more people if they build the mobile side of things. So this was, again, Phil Spencer's media tour, I like to call it, as he had an interview with um, the Wall Street Journal, late last week, I believe. And he says this about mobile. He says, the thing that made us really interested in Activision Blizzard King is the great work the teams have done to build such large mobile followings. A lot of that with the King Studio that they have with Candy Crush franchise, but also if you look at the Call of Duty Mobile, which to me in a strategic rationale is a strategic rationale of this deal is more interesting than what's happening on console between Xbox and PlayStation. Now, you could argue, maybe he's saying this because there's such a deep investigation from the CMA that he's trying to take the heat off of people focusing on Xbox versus PlayStation. But I think this is the main reason why they did this acquisition. I believe what Phil Spencer is saying here. It's the mobile side of things. You look at the amount of money within mobile and how Xbox is going to be able to utilize things like Diablo Immortal, Call of Duty Mobile, Candy Crush, and whatever mobile games, I don't know them all, that are within Activision Blizzard, it's going to really expand out their business. And it will help subsidize making more money to get more games into Xbox Game Pass. We heard 10 to 15% of the the software and sales content side of Xbox is uh, Xbox Game Pass. We know it is profitable. And in order to continue to grow that service, this they're going to have to make money in all of the other assets. And hey, they mentioned about price increases. Maybe that is for consoles in, in 2023. Maybe that is for increasing the price of first-party games up to the $70 mark and matching what PlayStation is doing. Who knows? But maybe... At the same time, if they're able to make more money in all these different revenue streams, Xbox Game Pass stays the same price. It, that'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to raise the price of Game Pass at some point. I think that's inevitable. You look at the stuff within there, especially once all of the Activision Blizzard game comes in. It's we're the we are being given so much value, and for such little cost that I think most people they can gauge how consumers feel about this. Most nobody wants to see a price range, but I think most consumers will be okay with a price increase for Xbox Game Pass if more content keeps coming in, more value keeps being given to us. So that's what their focus is on for this deal. And they just go over some numbers here and they say Activision says they made 82% of its 2021 revenues from three franchises, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, and Warcraft, which amounts to a staggering $7.22 billion. Just absolutely crazy. And Call of Duty Mobile... uh, made over 1.5 billion or earned 1.5 billion since 2019. Just crazy, right? All of that all of that money Xbox if this deal goes through is going to be getting which they're going to be able to further invest into into Xbox and into Xbox Game Pass. Now, when it comes to the Activision Blizzard deal, we know CMA is investigating it. So, to go through the EU still has to go through the FTC. But we got an update as to this was tweeted out today here at uh, October 31st, Halloween, we got an update of where the CMA is on the Activision Blizzard deal. And their update is that their investigation into the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard merger, the deadline for response to the issue statement has now passed. And they'll now consider the views and evidence submitted as we continue our investigation. So we know they put out a call to um, Xbox gamers, PlayStation gamers, video game industry enthusiasts as to what they thought about this deal and a lot of people wrote letters to the CMA expressing what they wanted, I guess, for this deal, whether they wanted it to go through, whether they thought it was good, whether they thought it was bad for the video game industry. It's all concluded now. They're going to be looking into this. Now, who knows what's going to come out of this, but we're getting closer to the decision time for the CMA. I believe they have set a date. I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but I believe it was for sometime in November for them to make a a decision as to what they're going to be doing um, in phase two. So it could be coming soon. And the confidence right now is, I don't know, it's up in the air. I think, well, Phil Spencer and Microsoft think that there's no issues. I mean, they're going to be confident in their thoughts on this deal going through. I mean, that you have to be. If you're an outsider like myself, absolutely no idea what's going to happen at this point. No idea. If it's going to go through, if it isn't going to go through, if they're going to put a restriction on it, what's going to happen? But hey, from what my video I put out this afternoon, the scrutiny on from Xbox's perspective is very warranted for a $70 billion acquisition. It does make a ton of sense. $70 billion, you're going to have these market authorities looking deeply into what is going on. Again, the thing is, the stuff that they are looking at are complaints from PlayStation, which... If you know anything about the video game industry, their complaints are extremely hypocritical. We've seen what they've been doing just recently with Call of Duty, with the exclusive stuff, and with one of the worst things, I think, is the crossplay toggle. Like, why is that a thing? That a crossplay toggle is available on the PlayStation version of the game, but not available on the PC and the Xbox version of the game. That's just it's just crazy to me. Just crazy to me. Oh, I have a comment here. So CMA deadline was March uh the first, okay, so yeah, maybe it was a different uh, maybe it was the EU or something where they had to come up with their first decision. I'm not sure there was a decision in November for one of these market authorities, but I guess with uh, Jacob Novik is saying here the CMA deadline was March first. so unless that's unless the minimum the one th maybe you meant the eleventh, I don't know, but it could be March. anyways, that makes a ton of sense because they're expecting this deal to close sometime in the first uh, quarter of 2023. So they're going to look at all that stuff. They're going to do their investigation and we will see what happens with it. But let's move over here to some Call of Duty stuff. Like I said earlier, let's talk about some Call of Duty because we know Call of Duty has been doing very, very good. And first of all, maybe I'll start off with this one. This is a tweet here from PlayStation. And you're wondering why PlayStation does not want this deal to go through. This is the main reason why Jim Ryan is terrified right now of this thing going through and why he's going to do everything in his power to stop it. PlayStation tweets out, Congratulations to Infinity Ward and Activision on the biggest PlayStation Store launch ever for a Call of Duty game, including pre-orders and day one releases. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is now available for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. The biggest Call of Duty PlayStation Store launch ever. That's huge because... They make so much money off of the PlayStation store people buying these games digitally. Way they make That's where they want everyone to go. They want everyone to push digital so they can make more profits off of it and they can price control everything. So they're paying all this money in terms of royalties to be able to have this game on PlayStation to Activision, right? To the third party for, for publishing it and stuff. They're paying all this money to them. Their biggest game, the biggest game on PlayStation, if the Activision Blizzard deal goes through Xbox is going to be making money off of PlayStation's biggest game every single iteration of Call of Duty. I was going to say every single year, but I, from what I understand is they're taking a year off before the next Call of Duty. And that is probably something extremely hard for PlayStation to swallow because you're going to just be feeding your biggest competitor, at least in the West, at least in North America, in terms of, Giving them money to reinvest back into Xbox and to reinvest back into Xbox Game Pass and to reinvest back into their ecosystem where they can continue to grow it and then continue to provide more value to customers and continue to spend money on user acquisition for Xbox, all well not really being able to do anything about it because you're not going to take place you're not going to take Call of Duty off of PlayStation if you're PlayStation, because of how much money it still makes you. So they're probably looking at this and it's a lose lose situation for PlayStation no matter what when it comes to Call of Duty. That's just the the fact of the matter and it's a win win for Xbox. Keep it on PlayStation. Of course you want to keep this game on PlayStation because they'll just keep paying you to to invest further into your ecosystem. And we look take a look here. So this is some UK sales stuff, some box charts. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, physical sales up over 40% than with Vanguard, which really puts into perspective how um, disappointing Vanguard was in terms of Call of Duty. And it was still a t- like the top selling game, which is crazy. Up forty, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 is up 40%, but I believe Vanguard was still like at the top of the chart, even when that came out, even though it's been doing a much worse, it did much worse than, than Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. So it says here, Call of Duty... Modern Warfare 2 has posted a far better week at physical retail than last year's disappointing Call of Duty Vanguard. Sales of the new title are 42% up compared with Vanguard, nearly 9% up over Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War from 2020. Sales are down 61% compared with 2019's Modern Warfare, although downloads have since become dominant and digital sales data will be available later this week. So 61% down in terms of physical sales from 2019 Modern Warfare, but I would bet... It is beating 2019 Modern Warfare in terms of overall sales because of the digital side of things. I would not be surprised. It's a huge release. It's, it's And it's a good game. I mean, it's fun. I've been playing a ton of it. I'm not like a Call of Duty professional. So I've been watching videos of a lot of people complaining. And some of the complaints when I sit down and I think about it, I'm like, okay, it makes sense why they're saying this. But these people play Call of Duty as like a, a career almost type of thing. So for them, I can see why there's complaints, but for someone like me, who's just a casual Call of Duty player jumps in, plays games. It's, it is a ton of fun continues on here. It says 53% of box sales were on PlayStation five and 29% on Xbox and 18% on PS4. Although do note that Xbox tends to perform more strongly when it comes to digital market share. So that's interesting. 53% are on PS five. So way more people are buying Call of Duty in the UK boxed versus on Xbox. And, Yeah, it makes sense. Xbox is, I would say, definitely the more digital platform because of Game Pass, because of their ecosystem. It almost makes you kind of never want to to buy a physical game, especially if you have an Xbox Series S and an Xbox Series X like I have. Being able to just easily play games, no matter what room you're in on, whatever console is, is so much more convenient than having a disc and only being able to use it on your, your Series X. It continues on here. Say, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2 is the third biggest physical release of the year behind FIFA 22 and Pokemon Legends Arceus. Crazy. Still, again, this is just physical. I still think by the end of when we get all the digital numbers, Call of Duty is going to outsell these by a mile. FIFA maybe will be close, but definitely more than Pokemon because it's only on the Nintendo Switch. But yeah, that's crazy. The, the how good Nintendo still does with their with their first party games, like Pokemon Legends. Now, the arrival of Call of Duty means FIFA 23 ends its four-week stay at number one and drops to second place. The EA football game continues to trend slightly ahead of its predecessor in terms of box sales by just over 7,000 copies. So we can take a look here at the top 10 in terms of the box sales stuff in the UK. Call of Duty, tomorrow refer 2, FIFA 23, and Bayonetta 3, the game that everybody was supposed to boycott. Trending in here at number three on the list. A game that I'm going to be getting tomorrow. Hopefully, if the mail shows up on time with the mas- my Masquerade Edition, which I'm extremely excited for. So, lots of stuff here. Gotham Knights, a game that apparently was dead on arrival because of all the complaints, was number two last week, number five this week. It'll be super interesting to see what the overall sales of Gotham Knights were. From what I'm seeing with Gotham Knights, I haven't played it yet, is that the critic reviews are way worse than the user reviews. There's a lot of people that actually are enjoying it. So... We'll see. It looks like fun. I'm probably going to, I'm going to play Gotham Knights at some point, hundred percent. But yeah, Call of Duty Tomorrow for two. Selling like crazy, selling like insane amounts and it's going to continue to sell. And it's, I mean, you look at what they've been doing in terms of marketing as well for for Call of Duty. It's on the PlayStation 5 box. There is a bundle with it. The, The logo is all over it. So all of that stuff, once this the deal, or if the deal, I shouldn't say once, because we just don't know, if the deal goes through, is all going to switch over to Xbox with the marketing, which will be great. But like I've said in my videos too, I don't want Xbox to do what PlayStation does with Call of Duty, absolutely not. It'd be hypocritical for me to complain about it here and then cheer it on if Xbox does it. I absolutely do not want them to do that. I'm completely okay with Xbox being the nice guy when it comes to Call of Duty and making sure there is content parity because it's more about the community of gamers who play Call of Duty than the corporations. I don't care about that. It's like, the reason I'm upset that PlayStation is doing it is because Call of Duty is a massive community and giving exclusive content to one user base, just, it divides the community. And that's not what you want with games like this. You want everybody to be on the the level playing field and have all the same content and be able to do everything the same because the only people benefiting from not having content parity between the different versions is PlayStation, essentially. And I guess the gamers on, on PlayStation as well. But there you have it. We'll, we'll jump more into the Call of Duty numbers too. I'm interested to see how it does fully with digital and fiscal and then all around the world as well because this is specifically for the UK a boxed charts. So that's it for that. And we will jump over here to... There was a press release. Some details from EA. So EA and Marvel Entertainment announced a multi-titled collaboration to make action adventure games. So EA is getting back into Marvel, and we'll see how we'll see how that works out. Because generally, EA has they're hit and miss with a lot of their stuff. They're really hit with Respawn. Everything Respawn puts out is very good, but they've missed on things like Anthem, which I thought could have been an incredible game and and drop the ball on that. Hopefully uh, Dragon Age 4 comes out and uh, that does well. But here's their announcement here for EA and Marvel. Electronic Arts today announced it is collaborating with Marvel on a long-term deal to develop at least three new action adventure games that will be available for consoles and PC. Each of these games will be their own original story set in a Marvel Universe with the first title in development being a single-player, third-person action adventure Iron Man game. So this is something I think we had heard about already or it had been leaked, but they are making that third-person Iron Man game, and honestly, I'm very interested to see what they do here because, like I said, like I just mentioned, Bioware and Anthem, right? I thought to myself, the gameplay, the movement, everything was really good with that game. They just didn't deliver on, like I guess, the live service side of things or whatever, but they can take what they, the gameplay style from Anthem, obviously fine-tune it and and adapt it for Iron Man. The gameplay for that game could, could be very, very good, and an Iron Man game sounds like, like it would be a ton of fun and it's coming out of Motive Studios they say here we have been longtime fans of Marvel and their impressive leadership so this is a remarkable moment for our developers as well as our players and fans we look forward to welcoming Marvel into the EA family of creators and know this collaboration will produce exceptional experiences for our players we can't wait to see players reaction when they suit up as Iron Man and do the extraordinary things this superhero is known for at Marvel, we strive to find the best-in-class teams who can take our characters on heroic journeys in ways they haven't before, and collaborating with Electronic Stars will help us achieve that. So, another thing here, you think about this, with EA getting these IPs and EA getting Marvel, is that if you're on Game Pass, you're going to get a 10-hour trial for all these games, and who knows how long these games are going to be, but if you can power through the main campaigns for some of them, you may be able to beat them in that 10-hour trial. I mean, who knows? But like, still, 10 hours for a single-player adventure game if it is a part of the EA Play subscription with the trial, 10 hours is a lot of time for these titles of games. So that's pretty exciting. All these games you should be able to try out. They say, we pride ourselves on being enthusiastic, creative, collaborators with developers, so they have the freedom to create something deeply unique and truly remarkable. The team of Motive is getting started on that with their Iron Man video game. and We can't wait for players to learn more in the far future. Far future. Key, far future. Probably not for a couple of years that this game is going to be coming out. So they're doing Iron Man. And the team is being led by Oliver Pru, who brings experience working on past Marvel titles like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a positive because that's an incredible game. I don't know if you guys have played Guardians of the Galaxy yet, but it was in Game Pass. I think it is still in Game Pass. Absolutely incredible game. Should have sold way better, but we know how Square Enix felt about their Western studios and their Western IPs. They didn't care about it. That's why they sold them off. And it seems like even with the news last week, Square Enix is just super confused of what they're doing. And one of the things that they keep doing is keeping their games exclusive or at least time exclusive to PlayStation, which obviously has not been paying off, but they keep doing it. So Square Enix is just a weird company these days. I don't know what they're doing, especially with like their blockchain stuff and just an odd, odd company. Odd decisions they're making over there. And it all seems to not be working based off of their own emissions just to them trying to change things up. Um, and they're joined by a dedicated team of passionate industry veterans, including Ian Frazier, Melin Lemineau and J.F. Poirier at the studio. So yeah, three games coming from EA. The, the next big one we know that is coming out in terms of a Marvel IP is going to be Iron Man, which I'm excited about. I'm excited to see what it is. We'll probably see something upcoming at an upcoming showcase in 2023. So there's that. And then we'll jump over here to another game that was shown off today. Probably a game that I am... It's in my top as most excited for 2022 Evil West game looks just just absolutely incredible and they gave us some more story information as well as some more combat information what we can expect from this game. And it says here that you play evil never sleeps, but it bleeds a dark menace consumes the American frontier as one of the last agents in a top secret vampire hunting institute. You are the final line between humanity and a deep rooted terror that emerges from the shadows, rise up to become a wild west superhero, eradicate the vampire threat and save the United States. And some of the stuff they showed off in terms of combat, in terms of upgrading graphically, this game looks like a potentially... Could be a game of the year candidate. I know. Well, I guess it comes out too late, probably past the deadline, but it, it's from published by Focus and it's a smaller game with a smaller developer, but it really looks that good, in my opinion. So you can battle alone or with a friend. So there's call, which is super cool. Myths and legends retold within a stylized weird Wild West universe. Another game that came out on Game Pass earlier this year was Weird West, which is this kind of universe, which I absolutely love. If you haven't checked that out, go check out Weird West. It's a really, really good game. You can evolve with perks, upgradable weapons, and tools, and explore fight through a story driven campaign to save America. I'm not going to go through the video here. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I'll. Welcome to Evil West. Because it is like a four minute video. Right you can just see some of the graphics and stuff with it, like. And some of the gameplay. This game just looks stunning, and it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I just want to get to some gameplay elements here. Like the the lighting, the graphics, or the um, particle effects, the environments, the guns look super cool. And it's definitely a game that like not a lot of people, I think, are talking about. It did get delayed, but it's still coming out in 2022. So I hope this game does do well. Because it looks like it's a unique kind of idea too. And I always like to see these new styles of games, these new ideas, these new adventures do well so we get second ones or third ones if they are any good because like the first time a new game comes out think about assassin's creed the first assassin's creed imagine they would have just stopped after that got mediocre reviews or something we wouldn't have all of the ac games we have now so even if this game gets mediocre reviews i hope that it does sell well so we can see more from the franchise and that's for me not even playing a second of it yet but it just looks that good you can see all the upgradable stuff here so very 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 excited for evil west coming out I believe it comes out at the end of November, November 22nd. Could be wrong on that. But yeah, so we got this new game chair. Go check it out. Uh, you can see it on Focus Entertainment's uh, YouTube channel. And uh, let me know what you guys think if you've watched this video about Evil West. So that's about wraps it up for me. So before you guys jump out of here, like I said, if you just jumped in to this live stream, I just went on. I'm going to do this more often, I think. If you guys enjoy this style of stuff, a live stream going over the current day news, stuff that came out today, because if you've been watching my channel, I put out stuff based on 8 a.m. the next day on the news that came out the previous day, right? And I was thinking, why don't I just do a live stream? If this is, if you guys will enjoy this, I talk about the current news. Usually it will be between 30 minutes to an hour, give some of my opinions and let you know kind of some of the big things that happen throughout the day. Right now, I don't have a set schedule if I'm going to do this every day or if I'm going to do this every couple of days. But I just wanted to test it and see if this was a good idea. Try new things out for the channel. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll continue from there. I appreciate all the support, guys. Uh, this will be up as a, a video if you missed it. I'll probably also do some cuts and maybe throw out some shorts or maybe throw out each topic as a, a singular video or something like that. But let me know what you guys think. I know you guys are all live right now. Maybe leave a comment on the actual stream or the video itself after it goes up and let me know if you like this idea or maybe I'll put out a poll. But if I do, any of that, let me know what you think about the idea overall. So I know this is something that you guys will want to see more of going forward. But I appreciate you all and we'll see you in next video, next stream. Have a great day, everybody.